You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. Uh, I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the, watched the workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I ran back to him. Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. And, of course, the Martin Houston Radio Network, which includes various social media outlets, including Martin Houston Fan Page, Martin J. Houston Personal Page, Tide 109 uh, Page, as well as Alabama Tradition, X's and O's Sports, Man, you can get us in all of those places, as well as you can pick us up on uh, Martin Houston Live on YouTube and at Martin Houston 3.5. Speaking of at Martin Houston 3.5, uh, we are uh, got another poll question I threw up there late last night. Uh, couldn't sleep, so uh, was <laughs> was doing some, um, I guess, show prep late in the night. And, um, you know, hadn't gotten a lot of response yet this morning, but we're still going to have that as part of the conversation. And that is simply this. Which Nick Saban accomplishment is more likely to be broken? Seven national titles or 15 consecutive years at number one? Now, that's part of the Fire Sale Friday conversation. Of course, we can go back and revisit things that we uh, mentioned this past week and didn't get to, or we started the conversation and did not finish like alcohol sales. Maybe you want to bring up the Najee Harris conversation again, worst take of the week, recruiting, uh, the AP uh, polls, coaches poll, uh Eli Ricks and whether he's ready to play or not, the offensive line. Uh, we didn't talk about the linebackers, but we mentioned them. So, man, there's so much to talk about right now as we're closing in on uh, the season. And, of course, hey, Nick Saban may be giving a little shout-out to Tyler Steen once again. We question Nick Saban on whether or not guys are going to be able to come in and help, but he seems to have 
been almost perfect in his transfer portal selections uh, thus far. So, and speaking of a transfer portal selection, who started this whole transfer portal thing for Alabama? Uh, who was our first uh, foray that we remember when the whole grad transferred and eventually uh, transferred into a, a get-out-of-jail-free card for underclassmen? We can talk about all of that, and I'll let Mason and Xavier hammer that conversation out in just a moment. Remember that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing well. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. All right. Uh, you and Mason, uh, y'all, y'all both had me laughing on yesterday, uh, talking about the, <laughs> the, um, entire thing with, um, the whole, uh, who, who, who should be listed as the player, uh, that's representing the tide, uh, as the countdown. So had an interesting one yesterday. If you missed it, uh, you two kind of talk about that a little bit. Xavier, what were your thoughts when you saw Mr. Richard uh, Mullaney as uh, the representative? <laughs> yeah. Uh, as you know, Mason handles that, and he's done a great job at it. And I was just thinking when I saw Richard Mullaney, I was like, man, there's got to be a number, another number 16 that had a bigger impact or a longer career at Alabama. And the first guy that popped in my head was Cornelius Wortham, a linebacker in the early 2000s for Alabama. That was a three-year starter and and played in the NFL for a short period of time. So that was just kind of funny to me. And I cracked a joke that Mason has to use some of these old school guys more today. So I think people who like that will be surprised with who he's going with today. But, yeah, I, I that also adds into I think my Mulaney was the first guy to really be a grad transfer for Alabama and start that process, and it's been a thing of success for Alabama ever since. Yeah, Mason. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm going back and looking at the uh, you know the transfers of the last six seven years for Alabama, and I think he was yeah he was the first like skill position guy. We had Jake Coker come in the year before him as ah. quarterback. But Richard Mullaney was the first kind of start this wave of wide receivers transferring to Alabama. You know, I was talking to Martin before the, before we got on air here, and you look back at that 2015 team, and they had their top two receivers were Darius Stewart and Robert Foster. You know, he had a freshman Calvin Ridley, but he was just a freshman. You didn't really know what you had in him yet. So I think this was a team that needed a little extra depth at receiver, and, I, you know, I thought Mullaney did a good job. I remember him pretty fondly. He uh, I think he had about 400 receiving yards that year. He was like third or fourth on the team in yards behind a couple guys. But he was he, you know, he made his impact felt. I thought was he was he Oregon, Oregon State, somewhere Oregon from State. the West Coast, right? Oregon State. Yeah, he's from uh, he's from California. Played at Oregon State for a few years. Got his degree and then used his last year at Alabama. Yeah. So that 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 and, and you're right. I he totally to me he's kind of like the guy who started the trend. And ironically, uh, I would think wide receivers kind of been uh, the position that we've right now look like we're going to have the most uh, impact from, from a transfer portal 
in the fact that you 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 know the guys we've gotten uh what with Dieter, him, uh and of course the last two uh guys, so four grad transfers. Do you all remember the grad transfer we almost got the second year? After was it is the second year or the third year after uh I can't remember if he was after Dieter or after Mulaney. Anybody remember that conversation of who almost came uh to Alabama? Uh not off the top of my head. Is he is he a wide receiver? Nope. You talking about a quarterback? He was a quarterback. You're talking about Gardner Minshew? Oh Gardner nope. Minshew. Ah dang, I thought nope. I had it. Nope. Nope. No? No. Most people don't even a lot of people may not even know this happened. What's one of the things Saban does that that most people don't realize? You may not even know he do, do this. You know, after he plays, um, uh, and I don't know if he did it this year or not. He probably didn't this year. But in times past, when he played, if a team would beat him uh, in a national championship game or at some point throughout the season, um, he would uh, actually. Um, have that coach come through that offseason and talk to them and and glean from and learn from from the loss, okay? And one of the uh, interesting losses, of course, was uh, to Ohio State and Tom Herman. Braxton Miller. Yes. Everybody, I think people forget that Braxton Miller was almost uh, – uh, you know, uh, the the quarterback here, when he was, you know, moved counter to wide receiver at Ohio State. So uh, it's a, a very, very interesting thing. I mean, that would have been uh, – I can't even remember. Who was the quarterback that year? Was that Coker next year or something like that? Yeah, that, that was Coker. Huh? That was Coker. It had been 2015. Yeah, you guys, you guys and y'all young brain, y'all don't have as much information in there as I do, so – uh, y'all's file cabinet. Y'all's file cabinets are still A, B, C, D. Uh, mine may be A and F and Z. Uh, I got it all in there, but I have to sometimes go through the file. You ever seen somebody filing through the file cabinet? <laughs> that's, 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 that's how it is for me right now. But anyway, that would have been an interesting, interesting get had we got Braxton Miller, but, uh, that's something I had not thought about in a while. It's a fire sale Friday if you're just not tuning into the Martin Houston show. So we could be anywhere, okay, uh, this morning. You can bring conversation to the table as well. If you got something you'd like to talk about, give us a call on the Alabama One hotline. Maybe we didn't get to the topic you wanted to get to. Maybe we didn't bring your comment in. I know that um, Virgil Williams is a regular listener to the show. And back on the Najee Harris conversation, he said Najee never won him over. Uh, he it was just something about the way he played the game, and 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 that that did not <clears throat> translate into him being a fan of Najee Harris. And it's interesting how that works, isn't it? Like who becomes your favorite player and why? Um, I meet a lot of fans, X and uh, Mason. They say, "Man, you were like my favorite player." You know what my response is all the time, guys. I go, why didn't y'all call Coach uh, Stallings and tell him that? 
Maybe if y'all had told him <laughs> and let him know that we had a lot of fans showing up to the game just to watch me play. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. But uh but yeah, you, you just never know, just different players. And and so with that thought process in mind, you guys kind of think through as we get ready to go to break. Uh, and we'll get Pat, we'll get you on the other side because I don't want to just shorten your call. Think who may be your your favorite player. Uh, you can do Saban era and then you can do prior to Saban era. Uh, just as a quick conversation uh, on this Fire Shell Friday, uh, who would be that guy for you? And you don't even have to go with Alabama, man. You can pick anybody uh, that you want, but uh, we, we'll, we'll be back with just a, a little fun conversation. And, of course, we do want to talk about Alabama football, big scrimmage coming up again. So uh, it's time to cut down version of college football so we'll talk about that as well more conversation to be had right here on the martin houston show with martin and xavier tide 100.9 traffic from the towns and nissan traffic center no active wrecks as we start our friday morning we do see some delays on 359 because of paving work that should clear shortly if you see other conditions give me a call 205-886-8886 you can still register for the blood drive today at towns and nissan it's from 12 30 to 4 30 go to the towns and nissan facebook page and register all blood types are needed come out and help i'm captain ray Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky cloudy at times today and tonight. We're expecting scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms. The high today, 83. Tonight's low, 70. Tomorrow, a mostly cloudy day. A few passing showers and thunderstorms are likely. The high at 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Into Tide 100.9 for more of the Martin Houston Show with Martin Houston and X's and O's Sports, Xavier Houston. All right, welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. With Martin and Xavier, Alabama One Insurance makes it possible. They host our Alabama One hotline, 205-342-9904. You can get in on this fire sale Friday. Bring any thought, comment, conversation to the table, and we'll work it in this morning. So glad to have you as a part of the program. Uh, guys, we're going to break there. We ask you a question. Who's who's your favorite player or, or two? Uh, and, um, and you're welcome to, uh, to do saving era prior to saving era. You're welcome to do any player you want. Uh, and let's bring in Pat because Pat had a little conversation he wanted to get to uh, before we get to that. Good morning, Pat. Welcome into the Martin Houston show with Martin and Xavier on the Alabama on Hotline. What's on your mind? Good morning. 
Good morning. Just wanted to say that X did an outstanding job yesterday uh, with recruiting. Uh, but the one question that I had that he didn't get to, I don't think, or I didn't hear it, maybe they did, was uh, the Longview, Texas uh, wide receiver, uh, Jalen Hale. Uh, Jalen, uh, from what I'm, I've been talking to Drew a good bit, and uh, uh, we've come to the conclusion that he's actually a five-star player. That I mean, the guy's got a 20-foot, 20 21-foot long jump. X, did you realize that he could jump that far? That means pure explosiveness. And the kid on the hoof looks like an absolute horse. No, I didn't. I didn't know about his track abilities, but hey, you know. Uh, Hale is probably the last wide receiver Alabama takes if they're going to take another one. So it will be interesting to see what his decision is down the road. He's going to be on campus on the 3rd of of, uh, September. I've actually got boots on the ground out there. And uh, uh, my guy that goes to a lot of the football games in that area, uh, he said that uh, this guy is he can't miss and is that you still there, Pat? After the Pat, something's going on with your connection. Uh, you're cutting it, in it, and out. It's on, it's on your end. When I called this morning, oh, that, uh, with a stringer, it was uh, great. I think we lost Pat. Yeah. He can call back. Uh, I, I couldn't understand what, what he was saying right there at the end. I did hear him say he has boots on the ground, though. Did y'all pick up on that? I He's did. out there in the field for us. Huh? Yeah. I said, Pat's I, out know, there I, I, always, I used to always refer to Pat as my in-house uh, recruiting guru. So, <laughs> But anyway, um, guys, uh, real quick on that. Who, who Who's your favorite player? Y'all only get one answer, guys, and you better Currently, get it right. Or huh? Nick Saban error or period? Period. Let's see. I got to have two answers. I got to. There's just too many players to choose from. No, it's I not. Mean, I mean, the starting fullback on the 92 team is by far my favorite. Yeah, that's that good. Good answer. You just saved your radio career, son. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, uh, but yeah. I mean, of course, of course, the, my default answer will always be you. Outside of you, I have to go uh, Ken Darby just because of the impact he had on me as a as a high school football player. Um, and I just love the way that he played the game. So, and, and I wore 34 in high school because of him. So, yeah, uh, Ken Darby outside of you, of course. So, Mason, you can't you can't pick one man. I, have, I do have a hard time nailing it down. You know, you mentioned I, I, right before you had gone to break. You know, I was racking my head trying to think of Alabama guys. And then you kind of threw a little bit of a curveball where you dropped in that we could pick almost anybody. And I, I'm racking my head now trying to narrow it down. <laughs> Curtis Moore the second set Wayne Davis and Cornelius Bennett are his uh, favorite players. Curtis, I will never read. I don't see a. I don't see a, a Martin Houston in that list. Curtis Moore. Um, so man, it's um, it's gonna be hard to uh, keep. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it, it was funny the other day. I was talking to Simeon and uh, 
I mentioned uh, I, I mentioned a, um, a a former fullback. He really a, a tailback uh, as well. Uh, but uh, you guys, if you want to see uh, a, a guy run that rock, um, uh, <laughs> it would be uh, Johnny Davis. Would be one of those guys. And Curtis Lewis saying Ricky Ricky Moore because he trucked him. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Ricky Moore was uh, uh, one of those old school running backs that played here. So, man, that, I, we, we should we should probably give a little bit of time to some of the old guys who kind of set the set the pathway for for so many guys that that are coming along now uh to, to do what they do but anyway um uh let me see cam tim said tim smith and byron young will be the household names and both will go first round i think this d-line will be destructive so he threw out a couple guys there um interesting thought and potential conversation there as well Mason, while Chuck's on the phone, I'm going to come back to you about uh, your favorite player in a moment. Chuck Hunt, you're in with the Mark Houston Show. What's on your mind, sir? All right. Can you hear me? Can yes, you, sir. Can you hear me on here? Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was calling you to my favorite players. I'll, I'll go back to the, the uh, Ray Perkins era. Uh, uh, Derek Thomas. Uh, yeah, I look at Derek Thomas, and then yeah, I look at Derek, the team you played on. Uh, yeah, you, I know yourself. You could, man. You, you took a lot of, you took a lot off the offensive lineman and the guys on the team with you. David Palmer, I, I love watching him run those kickoff returns, and and then he started getting into, you, you know, um, start getting uh, to statement error. There's just so many in that in that statement error. I can't, I can't, it's hard for me to just name a, a favorite, but uh, but in that era with, with you played in, you know, like I said, you. You took a lot off the you you uh, you know fullback you know you said you try to keep the fullbacks to make make fullbacks great again, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I bet those guys from you know I was during the time uh, Miami fan I bet I bet those guys are still feeling from you uh, from you uh, laying blocks on them in that national championship. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate yeah. that, Chuck. <laughs> yes. But uh, you, but your, your teammate David Palmer and uh, can't, can't leave out Antonio Langham, man. I, I, those those yeah. were some great guys. He and Teague, George Teague. A- absolutely, that, that that was a fun. I, I had a lot of fun at practice. Just FYI. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> think you did. Ninety-two defense. Uh, oh yeah, no damn defense. Can't leave them out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all I, that's all I would say. I don't want to take up the time. Appreciate, appreciate all right. You have a great weekend. Yeah. All, right, all right. You too. Thank you, sir. Hey, listen, phone lines open, chat box open. If you got a favorite player you want to give a shout out to on this fire Shell Friday, please feel free to do so. Uh, you, you, you narrowed it down yet, Mason? I think, I think I've got two guys that I can say are my, probably my two favorites. I've got, I've got one from the Saban era and I've got one from a little bit before. Okay. So let's, I'll give you my first one here. This was a guy, he was probably one of my first favorite players at Alabama. You know, growing up, it was, this was kind of the, that 2007, 2008, right when Saban got here was really when I first started to kind of start to really pay attention to football. And Javier Arenas was the guy. He was yeah. awesome. I mean, he was so much fun to watch. He was so electric as a punt returner. He was an excellent cornerback. He was just a lot of fun. And then 
I got to go a little bit farther back and give you a little background information here. You know, this is a guy, my dad had his jersey when I was a kid. He had his NFL jersey. So I kind of always grew up being a huge fan of his. It's just Sean Alexander. I think he uh, is one of the most often forgotten running backs, you know, with just the way that Nick Saban era has kind of brought running backs to the forefront. You know, guys like Mark Ingram, Derek Henry, Trent Richardson, and Najee Harris, and more, you know. But people kind of forget about how good Sean Alexander was. He was a uh, oh man. I mean, you go back and watch his highlights. It's 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 a man amongst boys. Yeah, and uh, that that was definitely uh, uh, that'd be two good ones. And if you had if you liked the way Javier Arenas played, that's that's why people love David Palmer because he was kind of uh, pre Javier uh, and at wide receiver, uh, and uh, and then of course. Uh, everybody talk about how old school Coach Stallings was, but Coach Stallings ran the Wildcat back when, when, in, in 90, 91, 92 with David Palmer. Uh, so uh, that, that's an interesting uh, – uh, <laughs> hey, Mason, Curtis Lewis said, how old is Mason wiped the milk <laughs> off his ears? <laughs> Mason is a baby. How old are you, Mason? I am 23. <laughs> so there you go, Curtis. <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> I tell you, that's, that's what makes such an interesting conversation on the Sean Alexander, I mean, uh, the Najee Harris conversation. Uh, Virgil Williams saying, let's go old school first, Tony Nathan. Uh, if you like running back play, guys, you guys should go back and watch Tony Nathan uh, play 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 the game. He was uh, – Great here, great in the NFL. And then he agreed with the, his – he called it the mid-era uh, coming in between Saban and Bear. Uh, he had Sean Alexander. And then his new era favorite player was Jalen Hurts. And he gave a little description there because of the scrutiny he was against and how he handled it. So uh, that that's it. Cam Timms, uh, A.J. McCarron is my favorite player uh according to uh, cam uh, t- uh uh tim and um curtis moore jumping back on there i was always i will always remember sean alexander against the lsu Woo, wow that was so that was a big time game <laughs> mason you get record still staying huh the record still staying what was it 299 291 291. Uh, uh, and Curtis Moore, second, said, Whoa, I could easily be your father, uh, Mason. <laughs> Mason, I'm your father. No. <laughs> so CJ Watson said, I'm going to go, I'm going pre saving here. Offense, Andrew Zal. I love that pick. Tony Dixon. Do it now. I love Andrew Zal pick. I think he's one of the most underrated players ever at Alabama. Oh, yeah, I think Andrew Zhao kind of got caught up in the politics of Alabama football. Uh, when Dubos and, and Franchoni and were here, I think that uh, Tyler Watts is a good player, good guy, but he never should have been playing in front of Andrew Zhao, uh, in my opinion. Um, and, and I like Watts. It just, I, that, yeah, that bothered me big time. Uh, and, hey, Tony Dixon is, is a good name there. So that's very, very interesting Thought process and do you, conversation uh, there. Martin, do you and do you and X have any? Do y'all have any favorite players outside of Alabama? Are you just any favorite college football players in general? X, I'll let oh, you go first. Man. Um, 
I got to think about that one. Uh, I love as when I was when I was a kid, a teenager. Um, it's hard to go outside, man. What Vince Young did at Texas was unreal. That that game against USC back in two thousand five, great comeback. Uh, but as yeah, I mean, probably Vince Young. Um. And Devin Hester in Miami, man, that dude was electric. Well, was you, electric. you know, like like if I was going back, a guy, man, I to watch that guy play in college and in um and in the pros, uh, and would absolutely annihilate people today, and possibly would be the greatest player to ever play the game if he was playing today, is Michael Vick. Oh, man. I agree with that. If Michael Vick played in today's offenses against – think about what type of passer he was, but then think about what type of runner he was. <laughs> I mean – He was very underrated guy, as a he, passer. He, he, he single-handedly made Virginia Tech relevant on a national stage. Uh, and um, – uh, and uh, of course, of course, uh, you know, now, now we're starting to get some interesting picks. So he would be kind of my college guy that jumps up. There's a couple other guys that I'm almost afraid to mention these guys uh, because of the way, way things turn out. But in college, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking younger guys, uh, not when I was a kid, but older. Ricky, what was his name? Ricky Waters that played at Texas. Isn't that his Ricky name? Williams. Ricky I mean, Williams. Ricky Williams. Uh, with with with, with love, love that uh, green grass. He was a uh, bad man, but in college, man, he was nasty. Uh, and and then I look at uh him from that, and of course Vince Young. Since Xavier sent, said him, I won't mention him. But then you take two running back guys out at uh <clears throat> out at the uh, uh what you call it uh, USC. Uh, Bush and White, uh, Thunder and Lightning, man. Reggie Bush uh, was if, ahead of his time. Do what now? I think Reggie Bush was ahead yeah. of his time. I think if he, you know, if he came out in today's NFL, I think he would have a much more successful career. Absolutely, he was just electric. I, you know, and like I said, those guys' career pro career kind of taints it. And then, and, and then, if we start going old school, uh, 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 Curtis Lewis said uh, Lawrence Taylor. Guys, if you want to see a guy who single-handedly changed the way football was played, he literally created a millionaire position, um, meaning that he literally created the need for the left tackle. I mean, you <laughs> yeah. just, you, I mean, literally, offensive linemen were were good players and, and things like that, but they became marquee player have to have players because of the way LT played the game. And uh, that was one of my neat experiences. I didn't get to block against him, uh, but when I was with the Steelers, we did play the Giants. And he was old at this point, but he still was nasty. <laughs> so uh, that, that was pretty good. Curtis Lewis hit my hit my favorite all-time team, guys. And I, you guys jump back in here anytime. Tony Dorsett, I was a Cowboys guy growing up. So you can kind of name, you know, all of those guys when I was a little kid. Uh, Tony Orsett, Harvey Martin, Ed Tall Jones, Randy White, 
Drew Pearson, Roger Staubach, all of those guys, man. And of course, then they had Johnny Newsom, who was a fullback blocking for, uh, Tony Dorsett. Uh, oh, file cabinet working pretty good this morning, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, my, my, my favorite player that, that I love the way he played the game was Walter Payton. But the guy who I probably, uh, always wanted to be a running back, even though I was a lineman when I was younger, um, the running back that I probably modeled my running style after was Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell. Um, um, so, uh, number 34, ironically, uh, you probably pick up a pattern on kind of my favorite players if you hadn't yet, but, uh, Earl Campbell and Ricky Williams were kind of, uh, modern era, old era, uh, type of guy. Uh, any, any, any other guys you guys got? Oh man, uh, man, you know, when I really got into football, you had the you had the Miami Hurricanes running things, um, and I, I love Sean Taylor, man. When when he passed away, that that was that was I devastating to me. You as could a, get as pretty a, rough. I remember that. Yeah, as a, I was a sixteen year old kid, you know that 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 one hurt. Uh, uh, Clinton Portis, that was the first jersey I ever bought was a Clinton Portis Washington Redskins jersey when I was 13 or 14 years old. Um, yeah, I mean, it, any of those, Willis McGahee, man, they, they had a stable. And as a kid that had the opportunity to play running back right off the bat, you know, that those guys were inspirational uh, in the way that I played the game and things of that nature. Um, Steve Slayton, it, uh, West Virginia, Pat White, those two guys, Pat White being an Alabama native, man, loved watching the two of them play. And that's why I was so excited when I thought Rich Rodriguez was going to be the head coach at Alabama just because of what he was able to do with those guys. All right. Mason, you got anybody before I throw up a couple more names from, from our listeners on chat? I might, I may be, may be showing my youth a bit here when I, when I see <laughs> these guys, but I do have a couple more from, and you know, Mason, X mentioned kind Mason, of. Mason, they've already said wipe the milk off your ears and that they could be your daddy. <laughs> uh, it ain't going to matter. Go ahead. You know, X, X mentioned the, the guys that were kind of the, the guys that were the marquee guys when he was kind of first growing up, getting into football and kind of, you know, being a part of it. And for me, those were guys like I remember Colt Brennan at Hawaii. And, you know, that obviously is pretty recent compared to some of the guys we've mentioned. But his career was just incredible. I remember, yeah. you know, begging my parents to be able to stay up late on some nights to watch Hawaii football just so I could see him go out there and just, I mean, just sling it. Like, <laughs> with yeah. not a care Colt in the world, Brennan, he just threw the Colt ball Brennan around. Colt Brennan Heisman if he's anywhere other than. Hawaii. It was, I mean, it was really amazing. And then another guy, and this dude was just, I mean, just the definition of electric, D'Anthony Thomas at Oregon. He, he was so much fun to watch. He was so good. He didn't really, didn't really pan out in the NFL like a lot of these guys, though, but he was just so much fun to watch. And it just, it takes me back to that kind of early 2010s when I was, you know, kind of a moving into my teenage years, you know, 12, 13, kind of, he was, he was a lot of fun. Oh, Curtis Lewis, he, hey, they wearing you out. He got Colt who <laughs> with four question marks, take Mason, Mason's mic. Hey, if they don't know Colt Brennan, they didn't watch good college football. <laughs> hey, Colt oh, Brennan man. was a dog. Uh, hey, hey, listen, I mean, uh, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. They, hey, I'll tell them, they missed out. They need to go back and watch some Colt Brennan highlights. <laughs> 
So it's, I mean, I, I love uh, the show. It's a couple other guys being listed on here. Uh, I love watching Eric Curry and John Copeland play. That's Rhett Dennis. Um, Virgil Williams saying, hey, don't forget about Ozzie Newsome. Uh, guys, Ozzie Newsome was the new age tight end before the tight end became what it is today. Uh, he, he was, he was really the – he was uh-huh. one of the first one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was he 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 was way way ahead of his time. Um, um, and C.J. Watson said, "Virgil Williams, my new school would be Jalen as well. I'll go Jalen on the O. C.J. Mosley uh, getting getting a little love, and Chuck Hunt saying defense. Eric Curry and John Copeland, a guy nobody has mentioned yet." And, and guys, I saw just a brief highlight of him yesterday. This guy would have shattered the NFL rushing record if he had been on a decent running, uh, a decent team. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. Man, that guy, y'all, you all should, I mean, just his stop, start, take back off. Uh, he did what he did, um, with, uh, the Detroit Lions, and I really believe that he retired early so he wouldn't break the record. And then Emmett played until he broke the record. Uh, Barry retired, you know, he retired right after a 2,000 yard season. I mean, yeah, Barry Sanders looks like he could still almost play. Huh? Barry looks like he could still almost play. He still looks great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What did you say, Xavier? Yeah, he only played 10 years, and he, up until Frank Gore played for 20, was third all time. That's what I'm saying is he was – when he left, he was second to Walter Payton. Yeah. He just just decided – I mean, like I said, interesting story. One of my high school classmates dated – or not dated, was married to his agent, uh, a a marketing – person when he got that 2000 yard season and um <laughs> and of course when he retired of course that that was a crush and a blow to them uh but uh because they were gonna make some money off of that year but anyway <laughs> hey guys it's, I, mean, it's, I love fire sale fridays because you never know where they're gonna go and we just gotta let it go where it goes Hey, coming back on the other side uh we'll continue any conversation you want uh, guys, I'll, uh, X, I'll let you bring up what any topic from this past week that you want. Mason, you can bring yours up. Hey, listen, callers, viewers, chatters, if you have something you want us to go back and hit on, go ahead and put it in the chat box while we're at break. I'm Martin Houston, and this is the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on a fire sale Friday. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. With your Tide Sports Update, I'm Mason Woods. Four-star defensive lineman Eldrick Hill out of Kansas City, Missouri, has moved his commitment date up to August 22nd. The rising senior recently announced his top six schools last week, which included Alabama, Oregon, LSU, USC, Missouri, and Oklahoma. Former Alabama offensive lineman Chris Owens has officially been waived by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Owens suited up at right tackle for the Tide last year and joined the Steelers as an undrafted free agent this offseason. Nick Saban announced Crimson Tide cornerback Eli Ricks has been dealing with a back injury since last Saturday's scrimmage. The former five-star prospect has missed practice this week, but the injury does not appear to be serious. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. Run it again!
For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Go check out AlabamaOneFoundation.org, Alabama One Aspire Foundation. We are one together. We are one to community, doing great things in and around Tuscaloosa, uh, working with some great uh, nonprofits. We're in all the schools. We have adopted schools ranging from Gordo to uh, working with uh, schools in Hell County, uh, several schools in Tuscaloosa, um, and, and beyond, uh, 18 different uh, locations, and we work with all of those communities that we serve via our Foundation for Financial Wellness, as well as our Family Sage program, uh, as well as uh, uh, Bridge Builders, which is coming up soon. Lots of things that we do, uh, whether you know it or not, Alabama One, as part of our foundation, actually sponsors all the jerseys uh, through uh, Kentuck and uh, Para. Uh, so you see kids running around with Alabama One on their sleeves because we believe in supporting our community, and we do that through the Alabama One Foundation. Go check it out uh, for more information. And, hey, while you're out there, uh, go ahead and vote for Alabama One for the best of the best uh, in several different categories, including insurance, credit union, employer, foundation, 
uh, wealth advisory, uh, mortgage, uh, and so and uh, member customer service. So all of those opportunities. All right, guys, as we we're going to do a quick segment here to get get back on on track. Uh, X uh, in Mason. Uh, X, I guess I'll let you go. No, Mason, we always let X go first. Uh, Mason, you go first um, in, in terms of kind of maybe something we missed this week. And, and you can also bring up one guy that you fa- you said you failed to mention uh, in before we went to break. Yeah, there, there's one guy that I feel like I'd be doing him a disservice if I didn't mention him, and that's Calvin Johnson. From his, I mean, not only his career with the Lions, obviously, but his career at Georgia Tech was just incredible. And I wanted to put that out there because he, I mean, he was just – I mean, his name's Megatron. Come on. Think, think about this, Mason. Could the best two all-time players at their positions potentially have both retired early from the same team? Unfortunately, yes. I think that's, a, I think that's very possible. <laughs> could, could Megatron have, have been, like, set the records uh, in a receiving capacity had he kept playing as long as some of these guys? And same thing with Barry Sanders. Yeah, I think uh, so. I think both those guys. <laughs> Uh-huh. I think both of those guys, unfortunately, just kind of due to the situations that the Lions put them in in their time there, they felt it was uh, it was in their best interest to just call it quits early. And, and another guy who could be in the conversation had he not been there and been with another good team also came from the Lions uh, and, and and got with a good team and took his team to the Super Bowl, Matthew yeah. Stafford. So so I mean they had <laughs> they've had some some dogs up there, but uh, never pan out. Real quick, Mason, what what what's one thing that from this past week that uh, that you like, man? Uh, just want to go back and make one more final statement on. Well, something I, I think we haven't really gotten into a whole lot, and I want to just at least put it out there for our listeners. The Big Ten absolutely smoked the SEC with this new TV deal. I mean, they blew them out of the water, and I'm interested to see what the SEC does and whether they try to renegotiate or if they try to. I don't know. I'm interested because it's this is unlike this is not something we've seen before. The Big Ten coming in and blowing the SEC out of the water like this. Yep. Uh, and uh, X, go ahead. Yeah, uh, if I had to mention one more guy, it has to be Cedric Benson from Texas, man. Uh, Another guy gone way too soon that was just an absolute animal at Texas and had a pretty good career with the Bengals and the Bears as well. Um, uh, past stories from this week, uh, I mean, Mason hit a good one. Um, I don't know if I have anything really from this past week. I just know I'm I'm excited about moving forward with uh, high school football, getting back into the swing of things. All right. Well, we'll do a rapid fire in the next segment uh, on that. And guys, if you're not familiar, the deal Mason's talking about is the Big Ten did a multi-network deal, which you know really kicks up the um, the, the ante in this nearly one billion. What will be the SEC response? Because the SEC always prides itself on leading the pack. Well. They may have fell back a little bit with that deal uh, as far as money making. And and guess what, guys? When you got the money, you can get the teams. And when you get the teams and you got the money, you can turn a program around. All right, we're going to definitely hit that. Uh, uh, coming back on the other side, we're going to definitely hit that poll question we had out there, uh, which streak will be broken uh, from a Nick Saban standpoint, more likely to be broken seven national titles, and or 15 straight years at number one. 
Hey, let's uh, get the break here. Come back on the other side. We will have a little rapid fire conversation. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on McFarland before Harper Road in Northport. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. You can still register for the blood drive today at Townsend Nissan. It's from 1230 to 430. Go to the Townsend Nissan Facebook page and register. All blood types are needed. Come out and help. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Friday morning as UA Stillman and Shelton State classes began the fall semester. There's more than classwork, tests, and grades on the minds of college students. The cost of higher education, $23.5 billion owed in Alabama alone, with the average debt around $40,000. Nationwide, that student loan debt is more than $1.7 trillion. Some college professors are saying we have bought into a myth. Two-year colleges and trade schools are just is important. I'm Don Hartford. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. It's time for the Martin Houston Show with the same hard-hitting, no-nonsense approach in which he played the game. Martin will take you inside the locker room, down on the field, and across the goal line with his in-depth analysis. All right, welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Hey, you heard it in that break. Taco Casa, Taco Casa, quality taste value under the biggest cactus in town. Hey, man, it's like uh, eating in your own kitchen. They prepare the food. You come in, relax with your family, have a great meal. Your best choice for lunch and or dinner right here in Tuscaloosa in West Alabama. All right, guys, Nick Saban, greatest coach of all time, the GOAT. Uh, has two records right now uh, that that he could add to uh, even more. But as they stand today, which one is more likely to be broken? Neither is not an answer to a more likely question because the question is more likely. Which one is more likely? Not which one is going to be broken, but more likely to be broken. Is it seven national titles or is it 15 years of being number one in a row. X. I'm going to have to go with uh, probably, I think the 15 in a row is probably actually easier to break because all you have to do is be good enough ranked and ranked high enough at least once over the course of a season. It doesn't mean you're going to make it to the national championship game. It doesn't mean 
you're going to win the national championship game. Because as you see, Nick Saban has played for a total of 10 national championships, but has only won seven. So I'll go with the 15 in a row is probably a little bit easier to obtain than the set, than the seven, especially seeing how no active coach has more than two right now. Amazing. Yeah, I've uh, I've got to agree with X on that. I think I, I pretty much stand with pretty much the exact same reasoning he laid out. I think uh, it, it would just be a little bit easier to to get the other the the you know being fir- being ranked first every just one time in a season for fifteen years straight. I think that would be a little easier than winning seven national titles. Uh, and I'm going to disagree with you guys totally. Both of you wrong. Let me tell you why. What's the closest to the fifteen right now? Seven. No, I'm saying uh, I think Miami had 11 where they did it. What? Seven. 11 years ago? 86 huh? to 92. So, 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 um, and uh, so, so, so you're saying that it's more likely that somebody is going to figure out how to double and add one to Nick Saban's current streak then, right? Let me, let me give you a couple quick stats. Dabo Sweeney would have how many national pi- titles if there was no Nick Saban? We don't know. He could have lost those games well, to somebody else. That, that is true. That, 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 that's true, but the only person he's lost to is who? Nick Saban. How many would Kirby have had in his first few three years of coaching? Two. Potentially two. Mason, you say that, but the reality of it is they both played against the best team in the best era during this era where they were the number one team 15 years in a row. And, and both of these guys have more national titles than Nick Saban had at his, at their age. So Dabo has another 20 years to, to do it. So if, if, if Dabo Sweeney gets 15 years in a row at a national championship uh, at number one, chances are, He'll probably win five, six more titles. Or if Kirby gets there. Because the difference is in that conversation is you have to be good every single year to be number one at some point. You have to rebuild, recruit, rebuild, recruit, rebuild, recruit every single year without a gap. You can win a national title every three years and then 15 years you have five. So you could get the Auburn method and actually be good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we may pick that conversation up and more. I think it'll be hard to break 15 years in a row because no one has even come close. Coach Bryant uh, was sitting at six. Um, and the other thing is when a national title comes, you can just win out and get there. You can be a good team and never be voted number one by people because other people are in front of you. So, but if you win on the field, you'll eventually get there. Uh, that's just my thoughts. Closing thoughts, really quick, X. Uh, yeah, uh, stay tuned, guys, tonight as we start our high school football. I know I'll be covering the Hale County Northside game. We have Joe Gaither and JD Zaza covering the first central 
county high regular season game in almost 20 years. I did have the opportunity to play in the Jamboree version of it back in 2007. Who you got tonight, Mason? I'm going out to Gordo. It's going to be a fun game. I'm excited to see the Green Wave in action. All right. Green Wave minus Coach Lolly, who's leading the Northridge Jags up to Oak Mountain. Hey, man, we'll talk about high school football next week as we'll have some games in the books. We'll talk about Alabama's latest practice scrimmage and what's happening on the Capstone. Great show, fun show, guys. Uh, we'll do it again on Monday and we invite you to be a part of the conversation. Thanks to all the chat, chatters, listeners, viewers, and callers. I'm Martin Houston. That's the X's and O Sports, Xavier Houston. And that is Mason, producer extraordinaire. Hey, remember this, trust in the Lord always, lean not your own understanding, all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your past, and maybe he'll just direct you to come visit us at Harvest Church this Sunday at 10 a.m. Roll Tide out there, everybody. <laughs>